0: but my goal is for the whole program to understand that goes way beyond basketball way beyond basketball like i need help like i'm helping these kids but somebody's got to help me or i can't help these kids like help like the helper and and the same thing with these kids like like if if somebody over the apartment is 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 helping you cuz you ain't got nothing to eat well somebody better help the brother that's helping y'all eat like we have to help like Helper, welcome to Beyond the Ball Podcast.
1: What's going on? What's going on? What's going on, ballers? And welcome to another episode of Beyond the Ball. Uh, I'm your host, Jonathan Jones. And you all know here we focus on helping student athletes succeed beyond their degree. So we drill down on stories, strategies, and successes. Coach Rive, man, Coach Rive, Coach Rive. Coach Rob, you think you can help a student athlete succeed beyond their degree? I'm just
0: curious. You, you think I can? Oh, well, that's my purpose. That's that's hey, that's what I do. Is um, I'm I'm, I'm trying to. Be, well, we don't necessarily feel the success at our level, but I my my job is to set the foundation so they can succeed once they once they get done hooping at my level and then and then the next. So it's, I mean, I don't have my hands on them actually succeeding when they're 27, 28 years old but yo that that foundation is is set by them jump stops they doing like right now and getting the class on time so it's um yeah I, I'm, I'm setting the foundation for these young brothers
1: yeah 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 and man i i, I know i didn't give you a formal introduction coach rob but you know i, I just wanted to get into the conversation because i'm because i'm excited you know you you have so much experience and you know now you're the the head coach at Mir Costa college, yeah. you know, for, for the men's basketball program. And I, I, so you, so you may mention the jump stops. I I, I just want to go there for a second because oh. you have an infatuation with jump stops. I do. Please just, 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 just elaborate. Why, why is
0: there such, such an infatuation for you with jump stops, man? I, um it's, it's, well, it's a basketball term. It deals with fundamentals, but um, I I've used it in every aspect of my life. And I use it to teach lessons in in life. Because in basketball, um, when you jump stop in in a game, you have a firm base underneath you. And when you jump stop in basketball, the game slows down once you do that. And the likelihood of you making a good decision after you jump stop is exponentially higher than if you didn't. And so I'm trying to get kids to just do it in every aspect of their life. Like, no matter what's going on, if you'll, just, if you'll just jump stop and get a good base, the next decision you make is going to be better. Slow it down. So I said, hey, you're, you're having a bad relationship, you know, with your girlfriend, jump stop. You, you're failing a class, jump stop. You're about to get in a fight with the homie in the locker room, jump stop. Like, whatever it is, just jump stop, and then the next thing you do, it slows down and you can make a better decision. Because when things get going fast, man, dudes make bad mistakes, and I, I and I was one of them. So I, I mean, I, I understand that, and so and also in basketball, it just it just helps you, you know, it, it it just does. It it brings it's 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 the fundamental foundation of movement in basketball, and so anytime you can lock in on fundamentals of anything that you do, any profession, if you can get the fundamentals right, then the next thing is going to be looking good. So yeah, I'm serious about jump stopping, like like all the time. Like the kid will come in right now. And, like coach, I got it, i it'll be like, hey man, jump on two feet right now, getting stance. And then if he does it, I'll be like, all right, now let's talk about it. <laughs> like, let, let, let's talk about what's happening. Let, let's go on and see what's next. Like what's what's happening. Just trying to get him to slow up and make. I just want young people to make good decisions on and off the court. That's hey, that's all. And um that's the way I that's the way I get my point across.
1: Man. It makes it makes so much sense. And, you know, being a fellow junior college player and, you know, seeing seeing those fundamentals and and realizing that, yeah, if you jump in the air, you're not if you don't if you're not like getting ready to do a jump stop, but you just jump and make a pass or you're just in motion. you just trying to take a random shot. It it, it don't work out that well.
0: Like it don't you you go out of bounds. It's a turnover. You're efficient. You can be on the list. You're efficiency. And I'm all about efficiency. I don't care about points, rebounds. I'm about efficiency. Like, how efficient are you on the court, in class, in study hall? Like, how efficient? What are your percentages? What is your plus minus? Like, how many shots does it take to get you to 10 points? I don't care about 10 points. Because efficiency translates on throughout life. Efficiency translates. You know, not the sum. The sum don't translate. Because, like, kids who get buckets at this level, they're not getting buckets at the D1 level like that. It don't work. Kids who score 30 in high school, yeah, they're scoring five in college. Because those points don't translate. You want things that translate from 20 to 22, 22 to 30, 30 to 40. And that right there is efficiency. I'm trying to get kids to be efficient in what they do because that translates to success when you move up, when you level up, as they say. If you can be efficient, it translates. So when a guy comes to recruit one of my kids, I'll be like, hey, no, you see how he's efficient? He he can do that at your level. What he's doing at my level, he can do at your level because he's efficient it's not volume. You know what I mean? It's it's not volume. I'm not I'm not big on volume. You know what I mean? Like I if I'm playing, I'm playing a kid tonight, he's really good from this other college. And we're not gonna stop him because the fool takes twenty-something shots. Like how you gonna stop a kid takes twenty shots a game. But if I can get him to shoot 37% or less, then we're good. So I'm all about if I'm going at his efficiency. I'm not going at his totals. And <clears throat> that's uh that's Hey, that's that's the mark. But that's what I'm trying to get for the kids. Hey, let's be efficient. Let's be efficient in everything we do.
1: Well, I, I never I never thought about it that way, because, yeah, the the efficiency does translate. Because Kevin Durant. I know he's he's beyond efficient when it comes to, you know, knocking down jumpers and field goal percentage. But I've never even like looked at the two because I, I, I was about to ask you, well, why does the kid who scores 30 in high school?
0: Why why doesn't it translate to the next level?
1: But that makes so much sense, cause he's not getting them
0: shots, and and when you the man on your team, you miss six in a row, you get to take shot seven. Well, on my team, after the fourth one, like you just sit your ass down, man. Where well, I'm good, like let, let's get somebody here that's gonna make a layup. You know what I mean? Let's 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 go in a different direction. You don't get that chance because there's talented people, so you have to be like a, you have to be efficient. And right? hey, as a side note, hey, Kevin Durant is a complete freak, yo. Like hey. I, the other day I was explaining to my kids about Kevin Durant. It's funny you said that. And they were like, Oh, Kevin Durant. I was like, "Do you know why it's so easy for him? And they're like, no. And I was like, his release point for his jump shot is at 10 feet. Like that would be like you shooting on an eight foot rim. Like he shoot, he just shoots right into the rim. Like all of us is going like this up in the air. That fool is just like, Oh, <laughs> he's just, Oh, he's just throwing it in there. It's it's a whole different – I was like, put the rim down to eight feet and shoot jump shots on it. That's what it's like for Kevin Durant with his jumper. Because that fool's release point is at 10 – they'll stop him, and he'll be up shooting a shot, and his fingertips will be at 10 feet shooting that because he's so long with that. It's yeah, it's yeah, that's incredible. That brother's gifted, man. He can just throw it, and he just – it's like he's throwing it in the ocean, you know, it's just – wow, yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs>
1: That's true. True, true freaking nature. True, true, true freaking nature. But, uh, so you were talking about, um, like how you were just communicating, you know, with your, with your young athletes, your young leaders. Talk, talk a little bit about your coaching style, because I've seen you by way of last chance you, and then the conversations that, that, that we've had, cause what you, you got 20, 20 plus years in the game, uh, coaching and working with, working with young men. But I would categorize from hearing what you said your coaching style more of teaching versus coaching can you can you break that down a little bit and how you got to that point
0: oh man the um when i fart, when i-, fart, when, I fart, when i first started this thing out um I was so young when i was i was a high school I was a high school head coach at twenty five years old, and of course, I knew absolutely everything about basketball at twenty five years old uh so um I jumped in and I was, and I was, It wasn't like, I wasn't successful. I mean, I was, I was successful, but I was coaching. Hey, a brother wasn't teaching anything. I was, just, I was just coaching that that's it. And only that I was selfishly coaching. Uh, You know, like when I first started hey, like earlier when we, we, we talked before we came on, I was like, yeah, we have a game tonight. But when I first started coaching, people asked me, I'd be like, no, I got a game tonight. Like I got a game tonight like I don't know about them I got a game but when I changed that mentality to like we got a game now it, it became a little bit different but it took a while because I was I was young I was still playing and I was you know I was I was so arrogant um and and when you're 25 you're not a lifelong learner you're not um uh when you but when you start to get to those lessons in life and learning then you become like a lifelong learner and what what changed for me was um I went to graduate school at Emporia State University in in Kansas, and everyone said, all right, you got to do PE because you got to teach PE in California to get it to have a job at the community college or college level, right? And Mm -hmm. so I went to sign up and um, they said, hey, you need to take like these two classes to do PE or we can, or you can get your master's in education, instruction and curriculum. And I was like, well, make that so. Not even thinking as to why, but God had a plan, bro. And I got my master's in instruction and curriculum and on the court and off the court, I became a teacher. I changed my whole philosophy about how to, how to coach. Um, I mean, a, a practice plan is no different than a lesson plan. Um, the curriculum is no different than what you do. Uh, at the end of the year you know you want your kids to have a certain outcome in the classroom and so you come up with objectives to meet those outcomes throughout the course of the year you know whether it be chapters whether it be testing or whatever basketball is the same and so i want an outcome i want to win a league championship so i come up with objectives to meet them just like they were chapters in a book that we were studying and you got to know this to know this and know this to know that and we follow and we follow that plan and i started that about 10 12 years ago and what i've noticed is Kids responded better to teaching and practice, but what I also noticed is that students responded better to coaching in a classroom. And so I flipped my model, and the kids in my classroom needed more motivation, and the kids in my court they needed more teaching. Um, and so, sometimes you got to motivate in, in a basketball sense because they, you know, they messing around that day, or you don't get the energy that you want. And so I got to take it up a notch and go. But that's really not my style. My my style is to teach it like I I want it and and hold them to that hold them to that standard. Um, I don't get that animated. Sometimes, man, I mean, my, my, my fuse can be short some days. These fools be acting up. So I mean, I, I got it. Some days, some days I go coach Mo on them. There's some days, you know what I mean? Like uh, some days. Uh, but for the most part, I'm faking if I would do it because that's not how I do it. Like I'm I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get to them. I'm trying to get to them mentally. I'm trying to be, I'm trying to get them to understand the learning process like of that and, and yelling and screaming at them only works a few times a year. It really does. Like you're doing it, but it only works. Like there's only a couple of times that you're, they're going to respond differently than when, before you started yelling and screaming. So you got to be really careful as to when you use those one or two. And, but I, my, my thing is to teach, my thing is to teach kids and, in the classroom, I'm coaching kids up. I'm motivating them. I'm coaching them up. But in college basketball, you need to, you should be motivated when you walk in the door, like effort and attitude. That's not something that we got to teach. You know, if I do have to teach that, then there's going to be consequences. So when you come in there, like you, you should be wanting to get better. So let me teach you like how to get, let me teach you how to get better. So I explain every concept that I do, like on a board, in there i tell kids every day i don't give a damn about what play you're running i need you to understand the concept of the play that we're running i I, I don't care less about this this and that why are we running this like why am i telling you to push the ball up the current on the right side of the floor like this they tell me why we're doing it you know like i i need to know why not forget the play like like forget it because once they understand why you were doing it well now they're more inclined to do that over and over, and then when they feel success with that, then and then then you got it. But you know, kids is hard headed. They always want to do it like their way. Uh, so it's always it's always the struggle. But I don't see myself as a coach as much as I see myself as as I, I teach. I'm I'm about instruction, and I'm about the curriculum. The curriculum is my basketball, and and how I teach it, and my instruction style of of how I how I get that across how I get that across. It's is very unique. Um, um, I'm very forgiving. Um, I build a bridge first. I don't come at you week one, week two. Um, I'm not going to get at you until I know something about you. Like, well, but then I will. But I have to know, like, I got to know something about the kid. Because one thing that you learn being in the classroom for 20 years is every single child has a different learning style. Every single one of them. There's I've never met two that's the same. Now, they might be similar, but never two that have the exact same learning style. So I got to learn that learning style. Is it visual? You know, is, is it, is it audio? Is it touch and feel? The only way you're going to get it is by doing it in practice. Or do you have to see it on a board first? Because you'll be in a, you'll be in this practice. I'm with 12 dudes and we'll go over it. And the next day, the fools don't like half. of them. like, I don't remember that. Like, I don't, I don't don't remember what happened. And then, or you can draw something up on the board, you know, and we're going to do this. And you go in practice. They're like, I don't remember that. So, you, you got to get it which kid is is what I have a kid I have, I have this little guard I got on my team this year and um, he has a learning disability and he's not going to remember anything he struggles with concepts and, and everything but if you draw it on the board and then do it within seconds of drawing it on the board he can get it like he can get mm. it but any other way, he's not going to get We could run it over and over and over in practice. And the next day, he will look at you like I, like I taught it in Mandarin. Like, the next day, he's like, huh? Like, what? Like, I go, where? But he has a different type of, he has a different type of learning style. Like, he has a different type of learning style to it. Um, I, I got another kid who, without his earphones in, without music playing, like, he's not fluid in anything he does when he practices. Like when he's working, like he can't have him in when we're practicing, but when he's working on his game, cause you know, we make so many shots a day and we work on this and we get the heavy bags out. and We do that. He's like, he's like, he's just like a robot. He's rigid. He's this and he's that. That fool puts in them earbuds, them, them white things in his ears, man, that dude's a gazelle out there. Like I see him move and see him shake. And I'm like, it's, it's way different. Like he, he, he needed, he needed that. And so Learning those things is important. And that's what I do is I study every kid. Like I study them from the day they walk in. I study them in every conversation, how they walk on campus, how they walk in the room. Like I'm I'm building that bridge because college basketball is incredibly difficult to play. And the majority of these kids are not going to be successful as they want. Like they're going to fail. Mm-hmm. that's that, that's it like you have this goal every kid's like i'm gonna come in i'm gonna go there no you're not they're, they're going to fail like very few are like oh i'm gonna go in and i'm gonna go to the mountain west and then they come in and they go to the mountain west or i'm gonna go to the acc ain't nobody going to the acc from junior college like you ain't going so the they have it you're going to you're going to fail so now when i have these conversations of failure the bridge is there so they know rob loves me like, they know, that they, they, know, they know it, and that comes from learning their style and, and, and figuring out how they learn from building, building that bridge. And I did the same thing in, the classroom. in a classroom. In a classroom, it takes me about a month to figure out all 28 of them, but I'll figure it out, all 28. And that's how I come at them when I have to come at them. Because as the macro, as the macro, hey, if you throw everything out there at a macro, at a group of kids, if I talk to all my team at the same time, every single one of them dudes hear it differently. And I realize that. So I might have to circle back around with these four circle back around with those two, or just realize, Hey, M three right there. Just ain't going to get it. That's just not going to happen. They, they, they just, they just, they are just not going to, they're not going to get that. Like uh, all right. if I got to make this big adjustment, like I tried to make this adjustment in this game the other night where you come off this double pick, but I needed him to stop and then screen for the first screener. To, so I get my man on the block and when I did it, I looked around, I'm like, there's two guys in this, there's two guys on this team that can make that adjustment. That's it. There's two. And I knew the rest of them, like they they didn't have that. Like they didn't, they didn't have that. But that's from learning, watching them learn throughout the course like of 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 the basketball season. So yeah, I'm a like I'm a te- I don't know how good a coach I am, bro. I have no idea. I, I I don't I don't I don't know. But I know I can teach. And I'm hoping at some point. At the college level, like my teaching and my style will translate to success, like on the court and and coaching.
1: All right, coach. So that's interesting. Just hearing you talk about like really break down in real time what it looks like for you to build the bridge, for you to connect with your players and understand their learning style. And I I think it's a great segue right now because I actually interviewed actually interviewed Josh Phillips. And as as we saw in in, in the series Last Chance You, for those of you all out there listening and watching, if you're like I knew that guy looked familiar from somewhere, well he he was he was one of the stars in in, in Last Chance You, right? So we got we got Coach Rob yeah. here, you know, big time, big time. Um, so when when I was watching the series and going back looking at it, I remember one of the parts that you specifically said was when when you began to identify certain things. You would you would pull him off to the side, and you would just you know just share not not necessarily random comments, but intentional comments to just shift his focus and calm him down a little bit. Uh, So talk 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 a little bit about that because my it was mind blowing the the whole to hear him reveal that and just everything in the series. I was like wow. Talk a little bit about that, Coach Rob.
0: Hey the. The Josh, the Josh Phillips, the Josh Phillips experience was, um, that was that, that's one of those things where like, that's why I say you're you're a lifelong learner and, um, uh, what happened with Josh now I've, 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 I've taught and I've, I've coached kids on the spectrum before, but his was a little bit unique because that fool is like six, eight with a 40 inch vertical that that's, that's, that's different than, than the kid you have in high school who might be on the spectrum a little bit. Like Josh was different. And so um, Josh was different, was different to coach. And I saw it, I kind of saw it early on, although I didn't understand like the reason for it. But I did understand like Josh wasn't going to respond to anything negative like ever. Like he wasn't he he was going to. And the louder it got, the worse it was going to be. And I'm not talking about just a voice, no matter what it is in his life as things got louder, like if the gym was loud, if the bus ride was loud, like it, it, it was, it was, it was a lot, you know, for him. And so I can't tell you how many times over the practices or even a game when I would talk to Josh, I would pull him up when we would talk. I, would, I wouldn't even ask him anything that had remotely to do with basketball. It had nothing to do with basketball. So he would be over there. And he would be struggling and i'd be like hey what's up with you what happened what happened with the bus ride today because he used to take the bus from pasadena down for practice so i was like what's going on with the bus ride today what what was that like for you i mean because sometimes it'd be tough for him right so mo would be going over like his whole practice and everything right and me and josh be over there talking about the crazy dude on the bus like like coming down from from the thing but by doing that like we would go off topic and we would talk about something different when he goes back in, it was like the reset would hit for him, like each time, like even mm-hmm. on the bench, he would come over there pissed off and mad, and he'd be about this, he'd be talking about like all like all these all these different things, and I would I would bring up something that maybe happened in practice earlier in the week. I wouldn't even talk about the game or anything like that, or something that happened in the locker room because we had some characters on the squad, so like so he would come over. And like Josh would be huffing and puffing because he's, he's literally about to put hands on somebody and that's not going to be pretty. That's not going to be pretty. Right. And so, so I'd be on the bench and I'd specifically, I would be like, Hey, uh, what was up with DC in the locker room, yo, before the game. And so Josh would be like, man, I don't know what's up with that dude. And he would go off and say something else. But by the time that conversation ended reset, and then Josh would be ready like to, to go, to go back in. So, um, uh, it was a unique relationship. Um, Josh trusted us. He he really trusted me as well. He would, um, he would come to the gym sometimes and he couldn't even go in and he would text me and I would come outside and he goes, I've been walking around campus and I just, I can't be in the gym today. And I just walk him over to the bus stop. i would be like, all right, homie, we'll catch up with you tomorrow, man. Like come in and be right. I'll talk to coach. And, um, and he and and as we got that relationship and we understood that with Josh, it was it was better for him. You know, I mean, it was a hindrance though. There's no way that doesn't take away from your development as a basketball player, though. There's no way, like, because you can't just put the grind in every day on your body, mentally, be in the gym every day, do that. Like, it is. But I mean, that being said, that kid has found a way, man, to make himself to a to a Division One basketball player. You know, uh, he's incredibly gifted, but it takes a lot more than than them gifts to get to where he is and it's a tribute to him and i said he's 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 a great kid I met him during the pandemic um used to go pick him up and, and, and take him to the gym or, or and stuff and he was uh we we became we became pretty close during the pandemic time and um uh it, it helped me that bridge helped me to help him on the side you know because because uh Uh, You know, Mo, when Mo is when Mo is 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 coming at the team, he's going to come at the team like he don't care about the individual as he's coming at the team. And so and so a lot so a lot of times with a lot of those guys, you know, I'd have to go over there and be like, hey, yo, he wasn't talking to you. Like, why are you taking that personal? You know, what I mean, like you get back on defense. He's not talking to you, you know, Mm -hmm. like maybe the next day he might be talking to you when he's talking about like, you need to be here early to do this and that, but at this moment, like he wasn't talking to you, like get out your, I just go, Hey man, get out your feelings. He ain't talking to you right now. Like, Hey, just, 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 just play hard and, and keep it and keep it moving. But that all came from like, like, in, like I said earlier, like every kid who comes in, um, um, I'm, I'm building that trust and that bridge with, so that when I do speak to them, like they know it's coming like for something real and, 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 and something of, 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 love. And we had so much love for Josh and, I I I hope it. I hope it happens for the kid, as we talked about life beyond basketball, because that's all we want. Um, that's why I'm here. Is 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 really is books, tuition fees, room and board, man. That's 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 what I'm here for. And I had a coach at a D two call me the other night. He goes, Rob, like your kid, like he. Like he's struggling, like his, his field goal percentage and his dad, and I'm going to have to bench him. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I was like, hey, does he have a place to stay? Is he eating? Did he have to pay for anything, his supplies, class? He's like, no, nah, he's on scholarship. I was like, well, then you've done your job, bro. Like, thanks, coach. Like, thank you. Like, he'll figure out the basketball part. I, I don't care about the basketball. It's crazy, but I don't. I don't care if a kid plays. Like, like I like I don't, I want him to play and I hope we put him in a place where he has the opportunity that if he does right, he gets to play. That's, I want that experience for him, but ultimately, yo, I want a, I want a brother to graduate debt-free and have that springboard to be able to change the trajectory of their last name. That's what I'm looking for. And, and so with Josh, I mean, it can, they if he can, if he can get that degree and stick it in there, like it, it'll be different. His life will be different. His kid's life will be different. His family's life will be different, and uh, that's why I was I was I was I'm, I'm, I was just blessed to be a part of that situation and and learn and learn from Josh. We helped Josh, but I learned more. I got more from Josh than he got from us. Believe that,
1: mm, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's funny that you. That you brought up, you know, your five reasons why. Because I, I interviewed Deshaun, you know, with, with, af, after the first season. Yeah. And, he, and he talked about that, too. I, I was going back watching one of the clips. And he was like, yeah, you know, Co- Coach Rob, he always talks about, you know, don't ask for more play time. You got to earn and do more with what you have. Yeah. And then he said, Coach Rob, always books,
0: tuition, fees, room and board. You, you know, the, the five things. Five, I, I got everybody with a shirt on in Maricosta wearing that. My wife, my wife has a sweatshirt. She wears to a game that says that. Like, it's to the point now where kids, they don't even ask me why for anything. Because if they're like, hey, coach, why? They, I'm going to be like, books, tuition, fees, room, and board. Like, that's the why. Well, I don't care what your question is. That's the why. Like, why I got to be there? Books, tuition, fees, room, and board. Why I got jump stop? Books, why I got pass my class? Book, everything is those five reasons. Like, ab- absolutely everything. Why I got to be a practice on time? Right there. Why I got to be a good citizen? Stay out of trouble right there like five reasons i'm giving you five reasons why to every question you got in junior college and that's why that's why i'm mad with i don't even explain i don't explain nothing like like why i gotta run that play or or how come i can't shoot the three room board tuition if you shoot the three your ass ain't getting a scholarship so listen to me (laughs) books tuition fees room board just just do it that's the five reasons why you need to listen
1: Oh my goodness! Okay, so you said you you brought up t-shirts. So I so I gotta ask you: Are you still printing shirts now? Because oh, I man. saw.
0: Hey. Uh, <laughs> I um, it's kind of my thing. You know what I mean? It's 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 my thing. I've always I've always loved t-shirts. I I used to buy the craziest t-shirts, you know, and the most inappropriate ones, like in the night. <laughs> oh, I mean, I, hey, they sent me home in high school once, bro. I kid, you not? I had on a t-shirt with, um, it was skeletons in all 69 sexual positions on the shirt, like 69, it, it was <laughs> I kid you not. I wore that and they, they sent me home in high school. I had that on. I got like almost all the way through the day and one teacher's like, what the hell? And I, I was like, yeah. well, I, used to, I, used to, I used to have some crazy t-shirts and I like making them and I like original ones. And once my wife bought that thing at the house where I can make my own bruh, it was on. Like, it, hey, it's on. And the motivation They can happen from those shirts, especially if you use it correctly. And this is what I'm talking about from an instruction standpoint. Um, Like my, our, 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 um our, our, my team this year, like our thing is help the helper. Cause you know, in basketball, when you have to help, somebody has got to help you. Like if I, if your man gets, if your man's getting to the cup and I go over and help somebody better come help me or that dude's going to get a layup or he's gonna get the offensive rebound. So we got to help the helper. So I put help the helper on every single thing because in our defense, we force, we like to force baseline. We like trap, we like to get up in you uh, doing it that way. But to do that, I'm going to come help you. Somebody's got to come help me. But my goal is for the whole program to understand that goes way beyond basketball, way beyond mm-hmm. basketball. Like I need help. Like I'm helping these kids, but somebody has got to help me or I can't help these kids like help like the helper. And and the same thing with these kids, like like if, if somebody over the apartment is, is, is helping you because you ain't got nothing to eat, well, somebody better help the brother that's helping y'all eat. Like we have to help like the helper. So I put that on every shirt, like that, even if it's small, it goes on the back or, or that. But that book's tuition, fees, room, board, five reasons. I, they all know that too. Like I put that, I put that on everything. The other night we're playing this team and um, my kids- they're infatuated with the three and can't none of them make one it's crazy so <laughs> they all want to shoot the three and so when they shoot the three in practice i kid you not they yell pool party because that's what they say for golden state warriors do right they'd be like pool party and they shoot these threes right so the other day i was like i just i was done with it. i was so i was done because they just missed threes in practice and one kid makes it and everybody's going crazy and then they miss seven nobody says nothing you know what i'm saying like like seven misses. Then on the one way pool party, they all hype. on like, dude, man, we won for seven. Like, why, why are we celebrating? Like why are we celebrating? But the, um, uh, I finally, like the other day, I'm like, oh, hell no. It ain't a pool party. It's a block party. Get your ass to the block. We getting tubes. It's a block party. And so everybody was like block party. It was like, they got into it. Right. I was supposed to, it's really happened the other night. So it's Tuesday night. We're playing a huge game on Wednesday. It's Tuesday night, and I got to go watch this high school kid play over at Scripps Ranch. It's about 40 minutes away. And I get in my car, and I was like, I can go watch this kid play, or I can go over to Michael's and buy some T-shirts and fabric things and make a shirt that says exactly what I just taught to reinforce that idea for tonight's game. So I go over to Michael's. They had, luckily, I ain't got no team, man. Like, I, bro, I've, I've had all kinds of stuff happen this year, injuries and eligibility. So I got only got like seven players suiting up right now. But I was fortunate they had eight baby blue T-shirts there. And I bought some baby blue T-shirts because that's one of our things. I bought dark blue material. I went home, took me three hours, and I made nine shirts. And I, on it, it said pool party with an X through it. And underneath it said block party. And on the back, it said help the helper. And so when the kids went in to go get their uniforms, because I hang everybody's stuff up every day, that's my thing. Practice or games. Like, that is my thing. Like, when you walk in, your stuff is up, it's shining, you're ready to go. But they walked in and they saw that them kids lost their minds. They, they lost their minds. They thought it was the most great. And they, in, the, in the whole day, a shoot-around, block party, they, coach block, we getting in the van, block party. They, they poured the a game, block party. And damn, if we didn't destroy that team on the block. But they still hit, like, 12 threes and beat us. But, hey, we scored, like, we were 60% from the field. We only, we only took 12 threes, but we made almost every shot. We scored 87 points, and it was a, and that's what I wanted, though. I wanted a block party, and that T-shirt reinforced that, and them kids are going to remember that for the rest of their life, for the rest of their life. And so that's what the power of print can do you put on a shirt. It, it, it's, it's powerful. Not just, If it's random, it's not. It's funny. But if you can <laughs> reinforce it, you can reinforce that. Hey, that's what I'm doing. And so that's what they got. They got jump stops on there to change your life. They got all that. They got help to help her on everything they wear. And now they got one that says X'd out pool party. No offense to Mr. Pool up in Golden State, but I needed a block party. That's that's what I need. I need a party on the block. And so, uh, yeah, I'm still, I'm still making T-shirts, actually. And, and I'm actually in the process. I'm making some this week. Uh, to send to everybody who donated like money to my program, I'm gonna send everybody uh, their own. If you donate a certain amount, I mean, I'm grateful for every dollar. Don't get me wrong. People be like, how much? I'll be like, do 20. Like only 20. I'm like, man, hey, four of y'all do, four of y'all do 20. I'm taking my team out to dinner twice on during the game week. Like that stuff means something. Like it, it, every every dollar counts at the junior college level. But those who who really broke me off, like I'm I'm making everybody their own. And um, uh, I'm, and I'm sending that out to my, my donors. And I started, I started out doing that um, uh, this week, but I believe in the power to print and I put something like on, I put something on everything, like absolutely everything. And and if, if if I think it can make a difference, my wife looked at me and she goes, why It's 11 o'clock at night? It's Tuesday. I've been grinding since seven in the morning. My eyes is red. I'm tired. It's just me and my dog Bodie. And my wife comes out, she was asleep. And she goes, what are you doing? And I was making that. And she goes, "What are you doing that for?" And I told her, "I was like, if it means I get two extra points tomorrow, it's worth it. It's worth it to me. Two points. I'll grind. I'll grind for six hours during this whole process for two points because that's how much I'm in. Like I'm in. Like I'm, I'm trying to win. Like I'm in. And so, uh, yeah, we had a block party. Uh, we got. But I mean, we're gonna have to make some threes sooner or later, though. But these brothers can't <laughs> shoot at all, man. I mean, it's." Everybody, I'm playing with four post players. They're all like six, seven, all of them. They're skilled, but you know, they can't shoot. They can't get the loose balls. You know what I'm saying? They jog up the court. You know, like all of them, all of them run around like Anthony Davis. You know what I'm saying? About to get hurt and slow at at all times. (laughs) That at all times, man. But Anthony Davis will give you 30. You know what I mean? Like, he'll give you 30. And so I got some dudes that'll give you 30, but they're jogging around and always are like, dude, my ankle, my back, my it's always something. Always
1: something. Oh God, man. Coach, I think that's, I, I think, I think it's really interesting. And we're, we're going to get ready to, get ready to wrap this up in just a second. But I think, I think it's really interesting though, that even now, you know, you're, you're, you're the head coach and everything like that. And you still, you go in, you put the jerseys up, you set everything up. Like, why like why why is that that you still you're still in a position to where you like you put so much stock into that because i know like i said before 20 years in the game 400 plus wins like
0: by- yeah it's um uh it keeps you humble and basketball is a humbling experience like we lost the other night and and when you're in college and you lose like it's your fault like i recruited those kids I coach those kids. It, it, it's it's on me, and that's humbling to walk out of that gym putting everything you into it and you lose. And I look over and I'm like, that coach is better than I am today. His program's further along than mine is. Like you have to accept that. Like you have to. Basketball in itself is 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 humbling, and it keeps me humble doing the little things. Like like I'm not above anything. And like if my assistant wants to hang them up or pass them out, like that's cool. But a lot of times at JUCO, you know, your assistants can't get there till after work or do other things. And I'm here during the day. So it's what it's what I do. It keeps me invested. You know, it keeps me there. And I always go back to I always go back to this. Like it's hey, this is real, man. Like if Jesus could wash feet, dog, like I can do the uniforms. It's the same mm. time. You know, what I'm saying I'm servicing these dudes, but I'm gonna take care of it, you know. And so if he can do that, then I can I can do that. You know, that's what, that's what I'm figuring I could I could take I can hang the stuff up like I can wash it. I can make sure they clean. You know what I mean? I can I can take care of it. I can take care of the young men and they appreciate it. But it it's it's more for me than them. Wow. it's more for me and keeping me grounded than for like the players, although I love it for them as well, because they love having that. They'll go in there today for a shoot around and their shorts will be up. Their T-shirt will be hung up. Like it, it looks nice right now when you go in there, you know what I mean like and they 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 feel that it feels collegiate, but I do that stuff I do that stuff for me to so like nah this is like this is real, don't ever forget like where you where you came from, or it's hard work, and like when I walked out the other night, I was humbled. give me we lost a game, and I was humbled, but the next morning, I can wipe it clean, and I'm ready to go. Because I can lose with I I can live with losing, because no one's gonna outwork me, and hmm. you might beat me, but you're not gonna outwork me. And if I if somebody outworks me, now now I'm gonna have problems sleeping at night. Like I'm gonna struggle. Like I'm gonna struggle with that. But even my last year or two, I played basketball when I was trying to play in the United States Basketball League. Like I was like, no one's gonna outwork me. I might not be big enough. I might not be talented enough. But no one's gonna outwork me and i took that with me to on beyond like basketball or even beyond coaching when it comes to teaching or or when i had my job when i, was, I had my side hustle when i was i was i was selling t-shirts and masks and beanies and everything i'm like nobody's going to outwork me at this job right here i'm hustling like I, i'm i'm a hustle no one's going to outwork me i'm i might not win but you you ain't going to outwork me to beat me and so that um that's one of the parts of putting that stuff up like i'm a work like I'm going to get up like, and I'm going to work. And I'd like to say that's all me, but Hey man, shout out to Ted Robinson. Like my dad wasn't no joke, man. That fool got up every day and never, I never seen him miss a day at work in my entire life. Never once, never once did I watched my dad miss a day at work. And that, and then, and, and I knew it right when it was going on, like I knew he would always go to work. That was his thing. He would get up, he would go to work, but and like 19, it was like 1998, 99. My dad was like, dude, I'm gonna retire. And I'm like, how you gonna retire? He said, man, I ain't never missed a day at work. Like that fool retired like four years early because he ain't never missed a He didn't go on vacations hardly. He didn't miss no days. When it came time, he cashed out like four years early. And it, and it sunk into me right there. Like this dude goes to work. Like, my, like Ted Robinson was no joke. He was an incredible father figure for me. And so many of these kids, that I get, don't have that. So I'm going to be that. I'm going to be that. I'm going to work. I'm going to be here. And one of my hey, one of my shirts this year I wear, and no one else wears it but me, but I'll give it to them here at the end. My shirt I wear, it says, you can count on me. And that's the real. They can count on me. That gym's open at 8.30 in the morning. You can count on me. Study hall's open at 1.00. You can count on me. You want to shoot on our night? You can count on me. Like, you can count on me. I'm working. I'm here. And... And that's one thing I got from my pops, and and that's one thing that that keeps me humble, and it keeps me and it keeps me grounded. And and sometimes like doing the uniforms and and the and the little things, or or even the little things like like I don't know if you can see this. You see this? Mm-hmm. This is at the front of my office every day. I put this. So I put snacks all in my office but you guys spend five minutes with me to get a snack. Like you gonna have, you gonna have to talk to me, bro. You gonna have to sit down. You ain't just gonna come in and just eat my snacks and bounce. You know what I mean? Like you want to, you gonna have, to you gonna have to tell me what's going on in your life academically, socially, or something basketball, you going to talk to me, you know? And that's part of the work. Like I, 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 that's, that's part of the work. You can count on me, but it takes, these brothers come here, like, let me get some food. I'll be like, sit down, let's talk about it. And that's, and that's when I can get at them and continue that bridge that, that I'm building and hopefully yeah. be there for the rest of their lives
1: man that's that's deep and that and that i mean the five minutes per snack is real deep because my coach shout out to coach john felman uh at, at Richmond college shout out to coach carter too uh, but he would have a loaf of bread and then he would have a thing of peanut butter and a thing of jelly yeah, he yeah. was like y'all can come through and get a sandwich yeah. But man yeah you're gonna, you're gonna get that time in
0: Oh, they're gonna have to talk to me you ain't gonna you ain't gonna you ain't gonna be pissed at me all day and just come get my get my stuff and eat. Nah, you're going to you're gonna have to tell them. you have to look me and be like, Nah, coach, I ain't feeling you. I'll be like, all right, now we're getting somewhere. Like, say it out loud. You know what I mean? Like, I'll be telling my kids, come in my office and say it out loud. Like, stop holding that stuff in. Mm-hmm. Like, on the court, you say something. Now I got to put the hammer on you. But when you come in here, say it out loud. I don't even care how you say it. I, I, wow. I don't. Okay, you can come and say it any kind of way. Okay, coach, man, F you. I'll be like, all right, well, why? What's going on? Like what, what? What ain't? What ain't you feeling? Let, let let's get that out the way, like right now, kids. Because you know they mumble around, and they want to say what you want to hear. You know what you want to hear. I'm like, I don't want to hear all that. I need to hear what you feel. What's going on, dog? Like I can't fi- We can't fix none of this unless you tell me you pissed off because you ain't playing, or why you pissed off because you ain't playing. Because once that gets out there, once you put that out there, okay. Hey man, I'm an instructor and I'm analytical. I'm like, well, look at your plus minus, homie. Like you ain't playing. Like, you turn the ball over. Like, like you ain't playing. Like, I can tell you why you ain't playing. But we got to get it out there first, you know. You got to get it out there and get them in the right frame of mind. So, yeah, my office is the place, man. Like, it, 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 hey, this is it. If I was younger, I'd probably have boxing gloves in here, bro. I'd be like, let's, let's, let's just figure it out. Come on, man. Let's just figure it out. Come on, me and you. Let's figure it out. Hey, you oh, Come on, man. Let it out. Come on, man. Let's go. And then after we spar for a couple minutes, like, right, let's sit down. Let's talk about it. Like what's going on? What's going on with English class? What's happening? <laughs> you know? Man. When I'm way too old, bro. I get rattled. I mean, I I get dizzy getting up out of chairs, man. Much less I can't box nobody, bro. <laughs> oh
1: man. Coach, I got I gotta ask this question. Then we're gonna transition. We about to be done. I probably I gotta ask this question. Yeah. I, I was cause I was looking at it and and as you kept talking about building bridges, as you kept talking about teaching, as you kept talking about relationships, and I want to bounce back to last chance you just for a second. There was a point in the series where I had to take a double take on it. I was like, did he really? Is that there was a point in the series where Shamar Mm. came and, and stayed with you. Yep. What, like, what, what in your mind told you
0: that, 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 that this is a good idea? (laughs) Hey, one, Shamar, has a good heart and he's a good kid. And he is the poster child for everything that was wrong in the last 10 years of travel basketball and rankings. And and, um, man, he's that kid there, bro. I mean, he's lived place to place since he was in seventh grade because he was good at basketball. And Shamar is homeless. First of all, Shamar is homeless. Like when he showed up, he had nowhere to live and he didn't graduate high school. So he didn't, get, he didn't get a Pell Grant or anything. But the fool can hoop. He's 6'5", and he can hoop. And so because he can play, everybody keeps taking this chance on him, or they'll, they'll work with him. But then the moment they figure out, like, he's not going to Duke or he's not going to be a lottery pick, like, they don't mess with him as much. Because when you first start working with him, you're like, this fool's going to the NBA. Oh, my goodness. When you talk about talented, Shamar ain't no joke. That fool is talented, but with us, with us, it became about something completely different and had absolutely nothing to do with basketball. And that particular time on the show, when he, um, when, when, when he came home with me, specifically the reason why he came home with me is because the kid hadn't done laundry in weeks in weeks. And so I was like, come on, man, we're going to the crib to do laundry. And it just turned in and he just ended up staying like for the night and that. But I was like, well, we're gonna... like, he he hadn't done laundry. I think even the thing, I'm like, dude, how many pairs of underwear you got? Like, I'm trying to figure this out. Like, like well, you know, the, the brother is homeless and he's just out there living off his basketball ability, whatever he can get. That's, that's what he was doing. And so the whole thing with Shamar was trying to get. The 22 hours of the day, right? That had nothing to do with basketball. That's the whole thing with Shamar, and that was my mindset with Shamar. Even now, as as I'm coaching that fool up to try and get him to finish up this GED, because I, I mean I was just on the phone with him a week ago, trying to trying to trying to get that. Um, so it's uh, uh, we all have a heart for Shamar, but when you're treated like that as a basketball prodigy, like you're delusional as to what hoops is, what life is, how it works, and so then when you're when you're faced with the realities of real basketball, that brother struggled because it just wasn't a pickup game where you can be six five with a 40 inch vertical. And that 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 was tough for him. That you can't just, no, you're gonna have to do your schoolwork. You gotta go to class. Like that was, like that was a struggle. Like, like, no, you no, know, you can't smoke weed before the game. Like I know you can in your AAU circuit and your prep school and on the and when you're playing your pickup ball, but yo, nah, that's not gonna work. Like in and, and how you think life works, it doesn't work that way. And so it was it was getting Shamar right. Incredible kid though. He can get it right though, because I mean he's not dumb by any means. He can do his work. He works hard. Like you put any kind of effort into Shamar, that dude works his behind off. Yeah, he's like, he's. He's a good kid, man. If he can get it together, he'll, he'll help a program down the road, especially a scholarship program. Um, but that's why I had him there that day. Specifically, it was for his laundry. Because I looked at his locker, and his locker – I'm looking over as he opened up his locker, and he opened it up, and, I mean, it looked like the lost and found at, at, like, at, like a, like a, at a locker room. That's what it looked like. It was just random. I'm like, where do you even get these clothes? It was like lost and found. And I'm like, yo, man, pack your stuff up. Come on, let's go do some laundry. Like, we're going to do some laundry. But over the course of that laundry, all right, I'm able to make an impact doing something, saying something else. And that was my bridge that day to get to him. Like, let's do the laundry. Because if I was like, hey, come on, let's talk about this. He'd been like, "Uh, okay, you know, hey, we need to talk about this aspect of your life. He'd have been like, yeah, okay, He'd have listened, but he wouldn't have been listening. But the moment I was like, Hey man, once the laundry was in the dryer, he's, he's listening to me. He, he's there, he's locked in. So the laundry helped me that day.
1: Man. Fair enough. Fair enough. And that's funny. Cause I think about it now, my locker wasn't, I, I just used to bring extra shoes, extra clothes. And like it was just in the locker and I just leave it. And then some of it would just stay and then it would get stacked up. So that that, that, that makes sense. That that they're really that really they're really he, makes sense though. He had it so in that lock
0: at the time, bro. It was all there. It was all there. And all of it was random and none of it matched. So I was like, all right, bro, we gotta get this together. Yeah, we we, we gotta get this together.
1: Oh man. Shout out to him with, with the most colorful tights I've ever seen. But shout out oh, shout out to him because I, I like I like the tights that he has.
0: <laughs> man, He used to wear the craziest. I told you it was just random. Like, where'd you even get that? You know what I mean? Like where you where you find that? You know, nothing, nothing went together. Like nothing went together. Like where you just find all that stuff, bro. You know, yeah, He was, he was the lost. It was lost and found Shamar dog. I used to joke with him all the time. You come in there and I'd be like, dude, you just got that out the box. Right. in the, in the other locker room, like you just grabbed that out the box. Like you just grabbed that and put that on like, no, nah, Rob, these are my sweats from this and that. These are my sweats. Cause he's played in like 20 different teams. So he has random stuff from like 20 different squads. He's played for in the last like six years. Cause everybody's like, Oh, you can who play for us. You can who? So he's got the craziest t-shirts that like, you've ever seen in sweats and, and, and tights and everything that has to do with all these different teams he played on.
1: Man. Shout, shout out to shout out to Shamar. Shout out to
0: Shamar. Yeah. I, mean, I love Shamar, man. I hope things are going well with
1: him. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Coach. Now, now we're going, we're going to transition really quick to, this is just going to be some quick rapid fire just to lighten things up a little bit. But, uh, Are you ready? I'm ready, my man. All right, all right. Here we
0: go, here we go. Favorite cereal? Oh, Raisin Bran, I'm old as hell, bro. Come on now. (laughs) Come on, bro. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Come on, man, hey, I'm 50 next week. Man, I'm Raisin Bran, that's it. My kids be looking at me like I'm crazy every morning. I'm like, baby, but yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, all right, watch. I'm straight, Raisin (laughs) Bran, every day.
1: Oh God, that's too funny what's your what's your go-to book
0: oh man oh my uh for entertainment for uh, no doubt for entertainment um uh, i can't tell you how many times i've read it is carl Sagan's contact like audio or reading i, I read that. i'm a sci-fi nerd and um that is uh that that's my favorite sci-fi concept so, you know i ain't about the plays i'm about the concept and uh and the book contact that he wrote about interstellar travel um, it just, it just wonders me and it takes me to different places every time I read or or listen to it. And so I, uh, I love Carl Sagan's one, uh, uh contact that is, that's pretty cool. Fair enough. What's your favorite podcast? My favorite podcast, man. Hey, during the pandemic, during the pandemic, I never listened to a podcast, but during the pandemic, I would turn I would That's what you, I used to walk my dog every day and you couldn't go nowhere. So I used to walk for hours. And so I would listen to various To various uh podcasts and i can't i can't put the the the, i can't remember the exact one but what i was most into was the anything about like real history not like history in our books but like a different aspect of history told from the the correct aspect and and that is big for me like if it's if it's gonna be something if it's gonna be something about you know the buffalo soldiers it was written by a buffalo soldier you know what I mean oh, and man. uh so those type of things in a podcast where they're talking about like they're talking about the real like like for, for instance you know what I mean it, it it's kind of on topic um it it, it, was, it was this podcast about why we dropped the bomb like on why we bombed like Germany and Japan, and it was written from the aspect of Ford and Chevy and gm. Because it was like they they dropped these bombs to set their car manufacturing back. Because once it got online, it took about so much of their market share. So they specifically dropped bombs on industrial places in Japan and Germany to to be able to get ahead up. You know what I mean? Like GM. So it was written from GM and Ford's perspective, or the podcast was when they're talking about it. of uh, Why they did that specifically to get ahead onto like the 70s. But you go on the road now, man. It's all foreign cars from Japan and Germany. So... Um, the uh, but like podcasts that that come from a different like perspective, you know, and uh, you know, I wish I could remember. You know, one of the most interesting ones ever. I, this is this is real. Is if you can ever listen, I can't remember what, who did it, but it was the American Revolution. Written, it was from, but it was a British broadcast. Man, like you want hmm. you want to see it, you want to hear something different. Like they didn't it wasn't the same thing to them that it was to us. <laughs> so it was, it was really interesting their perspective of America as of our perspective, or we was taught of uh, Britain. So those type of podcasts that I like, get to it and I understand like everything is not truth of truth. You know, I get that in and, and my age, you know, like you can't take everything like that, but a hey, history is written by the winners, man. And um, it's when you, when you, and so you got to hear another perspective to like, there's, there's some there's truth to different perspectives. Even if, if it's not totally true, there's truth to that perspective. And that's what I try and find in those podcasts. I'm trying to get the, I'm trying to get the real from the real, like when it, like when it happens.
1: Fair enough. Fair enough. And I know you're big on shoes, so what's your go-to shoe? Like, you know, it's a, you know, it's a nice day. Fours.
0: You, you said, said Jordan Fours? Jordan Four, period. And I wore those um the in 11th grade when they came out. I wore them for the basketball season and, um, and I, that was a great season for me. And so every time I see a pair, it it makes me feel like I'm 16 again. And so I put them joints on. I love Jordan fours. I coach in them half the time. I got a bunch of pairs of them, but it sucks, man. Them things are always the most expensive things, man. It just like even a sorry pair be costing you three or four, you know, I don't even like, but it's a, but it's a, uh, it's a nostalgic thing for me, but no Jordan Fours. like, like period. That is my favorite. That is, that is my favorite shoe to wear. And for that reason, because I wore them because back in the eighties, you wore Jordans to hoop it. Mm-hmm. Like you was not you were like, I'm gonna wear these and, and I'm just going to be looking good at the mall. Like now I went and bought Jordan fours and then I laced them up and then I gave somebody 30 in them. Like that, that's, that's why you had Jordan fours on like it was, that's why we rocked them. And so it was a, uh, it was a different time with those, but definitely Jordan Four, any color, because you know I'll make a T-shirt to match it and wear it to wear it to the gym. And
1: there it is, there it is. And then, Coach, what's the so th- this this is this is the Winter Circle of the Week where you get the opportunity to spotlight and highlight somebody you think is grinding, you think they may be overlooked, you just want to give them their flowers, and, and and you're giving them the cosign saying I should interview them next. Who who would be your Winter Circle of the Week? Oh man,
0: who who out who I got out here in the in the in the mix. Um, hey, i tell you this, the, a, hey, this, the young, the young brother over Palomar junior college. Um, uh, is a straight grinder and an incredible kid. Like he's in his thirties. He can coach his ass off. And um, this, this young brother's for real, man. Um, uh, Ivan Patterson. I've uh, gotten to know him a little bit, but he is organized. His teams play hard. But when you talk to him, when you talk to him, like you, you can, you can see what's about to happen. Like you, you, you can see it. It's, it's going to happen for this young man. And, um, he's in it for the right reasons. And I'm saying that because I mean, the fool just beat me the other night. And that's the in that humbling when some 30 year old kid just comes in and whoops, your ass. you like, what the hell, like what the heck just happened? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like what the heck just happened? Um, uh, but hey, hey, what goes around comes around. Cause when I was in my 30s, I was giving it to some good dudes too. So I understand. Like I get it now. You know what I mean? I get it now. So, uh, but the brother over at Palomar College, man, he is doing uh he's doing an absolute, like, an incredible job of um of of that. But if I could interview anybody, anybody, it'd probably be them people up at the Fed making them rate hikes. Like I wanna know what they're talking about like you know I I want to know what what Paulson all I want to know them dudes is talking about like I would like to interview them like what data are you looking at about inflation let's let's talk about it but but <laughs> if, if, if it was sports though I'd probably mess with that brother just cuz it's fresh in my mind and what just happened
1: fair enough fair enough coach this is the end right here I so, call it I call call it dear student athlete what what what's your final thought that you want to just impart to a either current or aspiring student athlete what what's something you want to leave with them to just wrap it up?
0: Oh, uh well, like this week, um, uh this week with my with my kids or in the last couple of weeks, what I've what I've um what I've been emphasized with them is like and and put into a visual, I've been telling them the last couple of weeks, like academically and basketball wise, like I need you to just keep rolling. And I I literally be going like this when I see him, Like just dude, just keep rolling. Like Sometimes when you're doing that, like you're rowing fast, sometimes you're rowing slow. But as long as you just keep rowing, and we're going in the like you're going in the right direction. Like I know sometimes you're going to be into it more than others, but on them days when you're not, well then just give me a couple strokes, you know, just just give me a couple. You know what I mean? But on the days you are, then let's get somewhere. Yeah, let's get somewhere. But I'm telling them like, hey, yo, young people, just keep like just keep rowing, like no, like no matter what, like just. Some days will be better than others, but if you could just keep doing that, then your ship is going to go like, it's still going in the right direction. Maybe not at the the pace that you want or the pace that's needed to get to where your outcome is, but at least you're going in that direction when you're rowing. And I've been telling these fools that for like the last couple of weeks. I'm like, dude, just keep rowing. Like, I I know it's hard. Like, I I know, like if if that just means just turning in one of the five assignments, I, we rowing, we, we, we rowing dog. So let's, Hey young, hey dudes, just, 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 just keep, just keep rowing, keep your paddling, keep your paddling at all times, even the days you don't want to.
1: There it is, there it is, man. Coach Rob, thank you so much for taking the time. You know, grateful that we've been able to stay connected over over the what past year or so ago, past two years.
0: Oh man, heck yeah, hey, hey, once, hey, once a year, bro, C- come hang out with me. Hey, who knows? I mean, gee, I ain't gonna say it too loud, but who if I probably have another job next year. Just catch up. With <laughs> You know, you never know. <laughs> you know catch up, man, because it's every job I get, it's a circus and it's new. You know, so I'm learning. I'm learning. I have something new because I'm learning. I'm a lifelong learner and I and I'm I'm learning every day. I'm learning every day things that that hopefully the people behind me they can catch up on and be like, Well shoot, well, all right, well he did it. Well that's how it went and this is what I do because I'm listening to everybody. <laughs> I'm listening to everybody about everything. Fair enough.
1: Fair enough, man. Co- Coach drive once once again, man, gra- grateful for you. And hey, when I'm in California, I'm going to sure. try to pull up on you, just so you know.
0: Man, you got to uh, come. Even if it ain't season, just you got to. Yeah. Especially here I'm in Oceanside, bro. Come on, man. Like, bro, you got to come down to the pier. You got to see that life. It ain't bad. Dude, it ain't bad here. I, mean, I know I'm only one game above 500, but yo, it's not a bad place to be one game above 500 at. I'm going to tell you that. Fair
1: enough. Fair enough. Well, Coach Rob, I'm going to let you go ahead and get out of here. We're going to close this thing out. Yeah, I got to talk to All right, Coach. Handle business. Handle business. All right. All right, Coach. Peace. Family, as you all know, this is Beyond the Ball. I'm your host, Jonathan Jones, where we help you succeed beyond your degree. If you enjoyed this conversation, make sure to smash that subscribe button and drop a comment down in the comment section if you're listening on YouTube. Or if you're listening on audio platforms, I'd encourage you just to follow the podcast But until next time, family peace, God bless.